People of the internet, EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barry for long. And if you're listening to this on January 3rd, 2021, when it is released, then you are ready. It is time for our Sunday meditation. Good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are truly rejoicing, and we are glad in Father, we thank you and we honor you. We give you praise and honor for this day. We thank you for waking us up this morning, clothing us in our right mind, and giving us the activities of our limbs. It is because of you we live, we move, and we have our being. Lord, we thank you because you gave us this another opportunity to come and to worship and to glorify your holy name collectively. We take the deliberate, intentional approach to your praises this morning. We don't find it hard or we don't find it a push or strain to praise you because you've been so good to us. You've been so kind. God, as we look over the rugged, we see, Lord God, that what we thought we had in our own hands and we had, uh, we did it. We, we've come to find out that it was your handiwork that blessed us and kept us and, and allowed us to go through this tedious journey that we've been on. And, and God, we are grateful for that. And this morning, there's no other, you know, uh, no other morning that we would rather to give your name to praise. Every day we will lift up our eyes towards the hill for which cometh our help. All our help cometh from you, the God that hath made the heavens and the earth. It's our joy to worship you and glorify you. But, Lord, we come now, Lord God, and we say, Lord, if there is anything in our lives that we've done aware and unaware of, that you will forgive us of our sins, of our deeds and our trespasses that we have done against you and others. God, we pray, Lord God, that your blood that has paid the penalty for our sin will cover us and wash us in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, as we come, Lord God, we come as empty pitchers standing before a filled fountain, asking us to, to replenish us and to fill us, and, Lord, to give us what we need, Lord, this day. As you taught the disciples to pray, you said, give us this day our daily bread. And, Father, we look unto you, the bread giver, the bread winner, <laughs> to give us this day what we need to be able to do the things that you have called us to do. We realize, Lord God, that we are just not anybody, but we are somebody in you. You created us with a purpose and a purpose to glorify and to worship you and to do the things that you call us to do. We stand at attention. We stand here waiting for the orders that you give us to do what you call us to do. Father, we thank you, but we give your name the glory because it belongs to you. Thank you, Lord, for another year. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for 2021. Father, we thank you because we are able to open up our mouths. We are able to open up our eyes and to witness another year that you have given us. We are grateful, Lord God, because we know that you don't even deal with time. You deal with eternity. And, Lord God, but we praise you, Lord God, for giving us this opportunity to, to walk into a new year, another year that we can have fresh beginnings. And, and Lord God, and to be able to witness your glory, your miracle-working power in the earth all across this land. 
We thank you, Lord God. There are many things that happened in 2020 that most of us don't even care to remember. And, Lord God, but we thank you, Lord God, because even in the midst of all of that, you kept us and you shielded us and you protected us and you carried us through. And we honor you for that, Lord. And, and God, we're looking towards 21, Lord God. It's been a great year, a great year of success, a great year of prosperity, a great year of blessings. God, we speak that over ourselves. We speak that over our circumstances. We speak that over our lives. We speak that over our families, our friends. And, Father, we just pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, that we submit this year to you. We said that year 21 is God's year. The year, Lord God, that you get total control. We relent our abilities and control back to you, saying, Lord, have your way. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our families. Have your, have your way in our communities. Have your way in our government. Have your way, Lord God, in our everyday affairs. God, we don't want to be nowhere where you are not. We don't want to go nowhere that you are not. God, we don't want to take a step unless you order our steps. We don't want to make a sound out of our mouths unless, you, Lord, unless Lord God, you are leading us to make the sound. God, we know how critically and important it is, Lord God, for us to be hearers of your word and also doers of your word. And we thank you, Lord God, for the relevancy of your word even today in this time, in this season. We thank you because your word never grows old, it never dries out, and it never reaches beyond time. It's always relevant and is always in time. And we thank you for that, Lord. And, Father, we just pray, Lord God, as we gather together, as we join our faith together, as we stand in the gap, and as we pray for one another, Lord God, we pray, God, that as you take us through this year, Lord God, you take us through victorious. God, we thank you, Lord God, for leading us into the places that you would have us to go and speak in the word that you would have us to speak. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be a part of what you are doing in the earth. And we will continue to pray for our governments, our local governments, our state government, our national government, Lord. And we will continue to lift them up before you because we need you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing, but we thank you because you're not finished because we are still here. And that lets us know there's still work to be done. Father, we thank you for opening up the minds of people everywhere to be acceptive to what you're saying in this season. We thank you, Lord God, that that the old is begin, beginning to understand the new, Lord God, and the new is beginning to understand the old. We thank you for bridging the gap. We thank you for bridging the gap that is between us and them and them and us, Lord God. Whether that means age-wise, whether that means racial-wise, whether that means gender-wise, God, we thank you for bridging the gap. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to understand and come with an open heart and an open mind that you may speak to us and give us relevancy in this day. 
God, we just don't want to mere exist, but we want to be a part of what you're doing in this time, in this season. God, just in places here just to be places. You didn't make junk when you made us. You made us somebody. And we thank you, Lord God, for making us somebody and somebody grading you. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for orchestrating our lives. God, as we have gone through the years and we have gone through many things, we thank you for orchestrating it and maneuvering us through the battlefield, maneuvering us through trials and tribulations, maneuvering us through heartache and pain, maneuvering us through sicknesses and disease. We thank you, Lord God, for taking us through, Lord, when we thought we was going to give up, when we thought we was not going to make it. God, you made a way out of no way. You opened doors that were shut. And then there were some doors that you shut, Lord God, and we we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for taking us places that we thought we would never go. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us, Lord God, to be able to press on and give a testimony this day of what and all the things that you have done. Father, we count it up. If you don't do nothing else, you've been good already. Hallelujah. Lord God, if we don't get nothing else, you've still been good already, Lord. God, you have already healed our bodies many times. You took us through operations, Lord God. You took us through procedures. You kept us, Lord God, when we had to take all kind of medicines to keep the pressure down, to keep the sugar regulated, to keep the blood thin. God, we're still good. You're still good, Lord. I said you're still good. In the midst of all of that, you're still good. Lord God, people lost their lives, and and people are, are crying out for help, but you're still good, God. You're still good because you looked after us and you kept us and you and you allowed us, Lord God, to witness your glory again. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for allowing us to be instruments of your glory, to be elements of change, change in our community, change in our homes, Lord God, where there seems that there is impossibilities, Lord God, that look like there's no way. God, we thank you. Oh, God, you say, yea, though we walk through the violence and the shadows of death, we shall feel no evil for you. Mm-hmm. God is with us. You are right. I feel my help now. God, you're with us. You never left us, Lord God. You're with us. And your Bible said you'll be with us in the troublous times. You're with us. You're with us in good times and bad times. We thank you. We thank you for always being with this, Lord God. No, never alone. You promised never to leave us, never to leave us alone. And we thank you, Lord God, because you never left us alone. We thank you for comforting us in the midnight hour when we didn't have no one else to turn to. We didn't couldn't pick up the phone and call nobody, Lord God. We could turn our face to the wall and with tears running down our cheeks, we could look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, knowing that all of our help cometh from you, the God, the maker, the creator of all the earth. We thank you, Lord God, and we praise you. You're such a mighty good God. Yes, Lord. I said, you're just a mighty God. And we thank you for your mightiness. We thank you for your awesomeness, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord. God, words cannot even explain how good you are. 
are to us. And we thank you, Lord. We just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say thank you, Lord. You've been so good. You've been so good. You've been so good. I just want to say thank you, Lord. God, we thank you. We praise you, Lord God. Our soul cries out, thank you. You've been so good. You made a way. God, your bridge over troubled waters. And we thank you and we glorify you. We magnify your holy name. Such an awesome God you are. And that's why we said, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb, Lamb of God. Isn't God good this morning? Oh, does somebody else want to say, Lord, I thank you? Hallelujah. Does somebody else want to say, Lord, I praise you, I glorify you? Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Amen and glory to your name. Well, we just bless God this morning for another day, another week that the Lord has kept us. And Happy New Year. 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 God bless you. and God bless all of you all this morning. In our prayer this morning, we might miss something that is heavily on your heart and you just want to present to the Lord. We're going to bring that before the Lord right now in our moments of meditation and prayer. And whatever's on your heart, just tell the Lord about it. Amen. Let us pray. And we just want to say thank you, Lord. Amen. Good morning again, First Virtual. Amen. Are you in the house this morning? Amen. 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 Again, Happy New Year and and welcome to First Virtual this morning where we are virtual live. Hallelujah. Living in life this morning and just praising and worshiping God, just thanking God for 
another week and another year, mm-hmm. the first Sunday in this year, and and giving God the glory. Somebody said we weren't going to make it, but we made it. How about that? How about that? And I believe and know and trust God got a word for us today. I believe this service is going to be liberated and and, and it's going to help somebody today. You're going to be able to, when you leave church this morning, you say, Lord, my God, you'll be just like the people in the Bible. Well, then our hearts burn while the word of God, while we was in the company of the saints. You know what the Bible says about that? He said, our inheritance is among those who are sanctified. Where you say, how could that be? Some of us is in Norfolk and Portsmouth, Suffolk, then some might be up in Maryland. You know what? The Bible says where he said, where there are two or three gathered in his name, he shall be in the midst. So guess what? We just expanded the borders of the Lord. That means everywhere between me and you, the Lord has made a connection. Isn't that something? We brought the mis- we brought the broken pieces, the missing pieces, the dis- detached pieces together because we are in the midst. God is in, he's in between us. He's a great God. I hope you're prepared for this morning. I hope you got your seat belts on and, and ready to receive what the Lord has for us today. Amen. God bless you. Hey, good morning, Sister Clarice. Good morning, Pastor Booth, and thank you very much. This morning, lyrical You're meditation. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Today's lyrical meditation is Creator God, Creating Still. And it is hymn number 135 from the hymnal of the Freemason Street Baptist Church. It is authored by Jane Parker Huber, who lived from 1926 to 2008. Again, the title of today's lyrical meditation is Creator God, Creating Still. Creator God, Creating Still, by will and word and deed, create a new humility to meet the present need. Redeemer God, redeeming still with overflowing grace, Pour out your love on us, through us. Make this a holy place. Sustain our God, sustaining still, with strength for every day. Empower us now to do your will. Correct us when we stray. Great Trinity, for this new day we need your presence still. Create, redeem, sustain us now. To do your work and will. Amen. Good morning, Brother Dennis. Good morning. Good morning. It's a new year. It's a new day. And uh, I, I was thinking all this week, actually longer than that, I always think, you know, if we stop thinking, then I guess we're dead, right? So as long as we think we're alive, and uh, I think it's important that we think about God all the time. Um, I know uh, when uh, uh, Jesus was 
they were prepared for Jesus' birth, uh, the angel appeared to, to Joseph and, and uh, the shepherds and, and, and gave them signs and, and told uh, uh, Joseph, you know, what uh, his name would be. And, and you know, I, I think uh, I look at Jesus and I know he's Jesus, but I also know him by a lot of different names. And, and I was uh, meditating on that uh, this past week. And, and if we look at Jesus, what, how do you address Jesus? How do you personally call him? How do you talk to him? Uh, you know, I look at him in a lot of different ways. First of all, he's, he's the son of God. He's the son of Mary. He's the son of Joseph. He's a brother of James. He's a carpenter. He's a teacher. He's a healer. He's a provider. Uh, you know, we could go on and on, right? Anything that you can think of, that's Jesus. Jesus. Jesus provides for us. He takes care of us. He heals us. He offers prayers for us because he intercesses for us between uh, uh, God and him. He stands in our gap. He fills the gap for us. He died for our sins. There's a lot of names that we can call Jesus, and the most important, I think, uh, is, is over and over, many, many, many times in the Bible, is shepherd. Yeah, he's our shepherd. And if you look back in Ezekiel, I mean, in the Old Testament, um, you know, we, we, uh, we find in Ezekiel... <coughs> 34, verse 12, just a short verse, but it says a lot. It says a lot to me, and uh, hopefully it will say a lot to you. And it tells us who the shepherd is. And it says in verse 12, Ezekiel 34, as a shepherd looks after his flock when he is with them, so will I look after my, my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. Now, what is that saying to you? You know, who who is Ezekiel talking about? Who's going to gather his flock? Who's going to take care of them? Who's going to provide for them? God's going to provide for them. And, and that's what, you know, Jesus talks about that. He talks about the shepherd, the one that lost one sheep and goes looking for him. You know, that's what God is. He looks for us. He's looking for us. If we're scattered, if we're hidden in darkness behind the clouds, in the clouds of our own life, he's there for us. He's still looking for us. He doesn't give up on us. You know, I, I look at my own life and, and the past life that I lived. When I was in living in darkness in the clouds of my stupidity, who was there for me? It wasn't the humans people that were there. Sure, there was support, but not the support that God offered me, not the support that Jesus offered me. My shepherd, my guider, my protector, the one that lifted me up and filled, took care of my wounds, my spiritual wounds, and put the bandages on them, put the bandages on them by his, the death of his son on the cross for me. The shepherd that watched over me, that guided me, that healed me, and, and protected me. You know, I, I, I can't you know, I think of that so many different times, you know, how, how God uh, is my shepherd and how he protects me, how he pulled me out of the pit of, of darkness and lifted me up so I could see the light, the light that God offers us through the salvation of his son. So when you think about Jesus, think about who he is. Think about the names that he has. 
how he's a shepherd, how he's a healer, how he's, how he protects you, how he teaches us, not only through the, the scripture of the New Testament, but also the scriptures of the Old Testament. You know, the Bible is a true word of God. It has withstood the test of times, thousands and thousands of years. It's still there. It still rings true today. No matter what we're going through, it is there for us. It is there to give us guidance and, and, and hope. Just as the shepherd gives us guidance and hope in our life, the shepherd that is Jesus, the shepherd that is God, the shepherd that, that offers the, the protection that we need, the uplifting that we need, the healing that we need. He will always be there. He will always be our shepherd. So sometimes, you know, I say, thank you, God. Thank you for the shepherd that you sent me. Thank you for the shepherd that did not turn his back. Thank you for the shepherd that came and looked for me, pulled me out of my dark cloud that I was living in, healed me, fixed my wounds, and gave me eternal life. God, I just thank you for that. And we should thank him. Thank him as this new new year begins, as each new day begins. Thank him. Thank you that we can be a light in this dark world so we can make the clouds have a silver lining. And we know that that silver lining is who? It's Jesus. Amen and amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, somebody sounded so very sleepy. A <laughs> whole lot of somebody. Somebody, some, somebody, somebody didn't get there long. See, 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 you heard them two dings? That was, that was the, the dings to wake up, wake up, wake up. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. Somebody's sleepy. I was talking to, uh, well, first of all, uh, Mama Belle, you know, that that's your cue to go ahead over there and get your fingers, put them in the nice little... Uh, right now, on my way. All right, all right, all right. You know the drill. Uh, I was talking to her this morning. And uh, she don't mind if I throw under the bus because I do it every Sunday. <laughs> and Wednesday and Monday and Thursday. Anytime I get a chance to, that kind of, thank you. As a matter of fact, she just she gets thrilled by it because she gets to reinflate herself after, you know, she gets run over by the big bus tire. Uh, I don't know why I stopped for. I thought somebody was laughing, but that's all right. You still sleep. We'll get to you by 8 o'clock. Don't worry. It's going to hit you. But I was talking to Mama Bell this morning, and uh, we have our little caucus meetings on Sundays and Wednesdays and what have you. And uh, I'm not going to tell you how lively she feels and the fact that, you know, she just uh, got another 15-year career here playing uh Tickling the ivories. Amen. <laughs> at least fifteen. <laughs> oh, oh, least. oh! She said at least. Oh, oh. Praise oh. the Lord. Praise oh. Uh huh. I think I'm retired twenty, so she might play my retirement service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Miss uh, Mama Bell, 
told me this morning, she said, uh, Eric, you must be crazy. <laughs> and I said, Mama Bell, you ain't seen crazy yet. <laughs> and I want to tell all of you on this call, if you thought I was crazy in 2020, I'm going to be super crazy. I'm going to be stupid in 2021. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, you learn, huh? There you go. <laughs> I want to tell you, go ahead on and get your calendars. Open your books. You're going to be busy this month. Oh, we got a lot of things going on. I've been so excited to tell you. I'm going to hit you quick because we want to hear Mama Bell tickle the ivory and we will talk about this more as as time progresses. Uh, but on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 6th of January, uh, most folks know that as Old Christmas or the the religious or the liturgical term for that is the day of epiphany and so this Wednesday morning we're going to celebrate the conclusion of the Christmas season and Mama Bell has already talked about it we talked about it this morning she's already she's going to work on her piece to tickle on Wednesday ain't that right Mama Bell I will do uh huh we're going to work on her piece we're going to we're going to have a good epiphany service on Wednesday, and we're going to officially uh, retire the Christmas season for this year. And then on next Wednesday, January the 13th, uh, we were supposed to go and have another uh, live class at church. Uh, we're not going to do that. It's, it's, we we uh, uh, felt like the three little pigs in September, and we are thankful that we got out of there by the hair of our chin and chin chins. Uh, so we are not uh, comfortable in, and, and it's at this point illegal to do that. We can only take maybe 10 of you in, and at this point, we can't even take the whole church in, if you want to be funny with you, or the whole community, as I like to call you. Because you're too big. So we're going to meet here. And we're going to have a conversation with Councilwoman slash Lieutenant Governor candidate, Andrea McClellan. She's going to join with us. And we have other persons who are going to be partnering with us in that conversation. So the good thing about this is... I don't have to tell you come early to get a seat because wherever you sit is your seat. <laughs> so it won't matter that the, the the sanctuary is packed. We got a lot of room. Just look around this 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 virtual sanctuary. You got plenty of good room. There's a lady on this call. I ain't gonna call her name, but she would say plenty of good room. Plenty of good room. You got plenty of good room to come and hear 
what she has to say and what is on her mind. And then also between now and next week, if you have some things, I'm going to be calling a few of you and uh, get a couple questions from you that you, whatever's on your mind, however you're thinking, because you got to go down there to the ballot box here in November and vote for this lady or somebody that might be chasing the spot that she is chasing. I, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. But I would like, I believe, and, and as I was uh, sharing, me and Pastor Booth was talking yesterday, we, we was just having this conversation. I said, we, we agree. I just don't want you stupid. The Bible said I would not have you ignorant. That's what Paul told me about the things that are going on around you. I'm not trying to push politics. I just want, I just want you to know what they're doing to you. And that you to have access to the information. And then... The scripture says, watch as well as pray. Well, how can you pray if you can't watch? And how can you watch if you don't know what you're watching for? So that is the reason for these conversations, for you to hear and know what's going on. And then you can participate through your vote. And not only that, but if there's some concerns or things that you need addressed, Maybe somebody got a smelly pipe around your house and you need that taken care of. You know, that's the time to go ahead and say a few things. So we'll do that on the 13th. Then on the 15th, which will be that Friday, and I'll get with you at times later. We just put it on your calendar. You'll be at the house, so it won't really... You're still stuck in the house, by the way, so, you know, time don't matter, to be honest with you. But we're going to get with you on times later as we progress. Uh, the 15th, we have a young lady coming in. We're working on that. And she's uh, one of the millennials. <laughs> and she and some other people are coming in. Somebody laughed at me. <laughs> the millennials are coming in and they're talking about race relations and the different things. I, 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 I brought them in so that you can understand how your children and grandchildren are feeling. Why they're not participating. Why they uh, don't feel that these simple things that you and I have just done, why they don't register or resonate with them. We're going to have some of those conversations on Friday the 15th. Then on Monday the 19th, this is a busy month already. You're already tired. I already know. You don't need a, you don't need a vacation by February, but you're going to get one. You ain't going to get a vacation until May. I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler. I'll let you off in May because I ain't going to be here. <laughs> happy, happy. Happy, Lord. Uh-huh. After you get a vacation, you're going to get about two, three weeks off in May because I ain't going to be here. But until then, we're going to work. I'll be with her. Uh-huh. Please, God. On the 18th, we're going to have the We Are the Dream. And we're bringing in young activists and leaders who are doing things. We're talking about health and wellness. We're talking about uh, how to be involved again. We're talking about spirituality. We're going to talk about all those different things, how faith and 
society works together. We've we got a plethora of things that we're going to discuss. It's going to be a brilliant piece of information for you. And that's going to be on the 19th. And then, oh, excuse me, that's going to be on the 18th. And then I ask you to pray for us. Uh, we are working to put together, excuse me, on the 19th. Now, I'm not going to uh, invite you to anything. I'm just going to tell you and uh, or solicit that you do this with us on the 19th at 445. Or should I say at 530 is the time. But we're going to be meeting at 445. We're working on the details now. Uh, President-elect Joe Biden takes office on the 20th at 12 noon. And he is calling for all churches and communities and hamlets and what have you to get together at 5.30 p.m. on the 19th and have a moment of prayer and unity. And we, he's calling for the church bells to ring and all those different things. And so we have conversations out about how we can participate here in the city. Uh, those of you who have participated at the Freemason Street, you know there's a big bell up there. You may not know it. You might think that's just a big hole in the sky, but, but there is a bell in that big old hole. And uh, so we are looking to see if we can't do something to participate. So I'm not inviting you to come out to anything. Uh, you're going to stay home. Now, if you want to go out in the street, that's your business, but it ain't going to be my fault. You don't have to come here. Uh, stay home and pray with us at 530. You can do that by yourself. God's here. God's there. God's everywhere. And so uh, that's going to be on Tuesday. And then on Sunday the 24th, uh, we're going to pray over what I would like to call a New Year's revolution. Now what that is, is not a conclusion or a resolution. It's a, resolu a revolution of mind, a revolution of thought. I believe that between now and then, we're going to be working around here. And uh, you know you're reading the book of Genesis. Some of you know that. and You've already started on it. You're about four chapters in. I know you. But hopefully by the end of the book of Genesis, you might have a little bit of knowledge about yourself. You're ready to pursue this year to tackle its challenges, to, to be somebody. And also by then, we hope to have added some people who are uh, on fire, not only in your age group, but we, we working to bring the young people in too. That's our goal by the end of this year, to bring the young folks and the old folks in. And so we are going to pray over that mission on the 24th and on the 27th, that's the end of the month, Pastor Booth is going to come in and he's going to do a teaching on the book of Genesis. He's going to close it out. So you got 20 some days now to get through the book of Genesis and when he get here to teach on it, 
you'll be smarter. You can tell him to go sit down and be quiet and let him let y'all do it because y'all know more than he do. That's what I hope for. So I'm gonna keep you updated. Oh, and I got one more thing for you. And then Mama Bell's gonna play. It's been a busy <laughs> month already. I told you it's gonna be busy this month. On Monday, January 25, Mama Bell and I have talked. Mama Grandmama and I have talked. I'm going to open the line on Mondays for 10 to 15 minutes. And the mothers are going to pray over you. You call in and get your motivation, your prayer, leave your request. So when you start your week, you can start your week motivated and blessed and excited. We're going to do that starting on Monday, January 25. You call in 7 o'clock in the morning. You're on your way to work. Leave your prayer request. Let the mamas, as I like to say, spit on you. And uh, send you into that workplace all happy and pushy-eyed and and you have enough energy to get you to win so when you come back for meditation. So if you are interested in that, you can join the mothers on Monday morning for just 10 minutes. They ain't going to be here long. And to make sure it ain't long, I ain't going to really be here either. So you can't say I hear just talking too much. But the mamas are going to do that. So I would like you to keep all those things in your prayers. And the final piece, and Mama Bell is going to pray. Not play, not pray. She don't, but oh, she can do that too if you want to. <laughs> but the final piece that I want to put into your hands is I want you to consider. Now, I'm going to say this once, and you may hear me say this once a month, and that's about all I'm going to say. You heard a lot that we're doing. And we have come to the conclusion, a lot of us in the activist community have realized we're tired, we're beat up, we're busted, and we're fighting an army of people. And the problem is that we have a lot of good talent, but talent and dreams get bullied by the bank. I'm going to say that again. Talent and dreams get bullied by the bank. And so we're going to be looking for resources and ways to support our activist projects and those who serve in our activism community. Everything from our fitness peace persons and uh, persons who are out trying to get rights and different things for us and information for us and all, all that these are full-time jobs they, they can't do it at four o'clock in the afternoon because between 4 p.m and 7 a.m the people have already made the money and made the deals so we got to put them in the room seven o'clock in the morning and it's hard work for them so we're going to be considering that and we're going to be taking more of our resources from here to not only do that, but help us to be able to do whatever we need to do to go out there. So all of you 
who have a problem with church and money, then I will leave you to yourself. But those of you who have believed and have watched the work that I have done around here and have known that what I do is what I say, then if you send a dollar, you know we're going to do something dangerous. So I want you to keep that in your mind. I ain't going to bother you. I ain't going to take my time to beg for you. I'm just going to tell you that's what we have to do. And we're going to be looking for ways to do that. And we're going to have to do a lot of other projects and programs to make sure that we can do those, whatever we need to do to facilitate and fund ourselves. And so keep that in your prayers. However you want to participate, if anything, if you and if you ain't got it, don't bring me don't bring me your rent money. So don't don't do that. You got to choose between bread and water. Please go get your bread and feed your children. That we ain't that kind of people around here. Matter of fact, come over here. And let me see if we get some bread and some water. So I want you to keep all of those things in your mind and in your prayer. Mama Bell, go ahead and play. the music you put everybody to sleep. <laughs> no, wake up. Hey, wake up. up. <laughs> Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 through 4. 
The Lord said to Abram, go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. And here's the important part I want to talk to you. Abram was 75 years old. Yes, he was. When he left. I want to talk to you this morning. Behind the thought, that crazy old man. That crazy old man. Now, time, Father, I ask that you allow me the opportunity to present your case today. That these, I consider your spiritual jurists who are here to see the case that you are presenting, your argument. What you are trying to present to us, let us see it. Let us understand it and let us, without shadow or doubt, grab what you have for us this day. And all those with agreement in Jesus' name said, Amen. Amen. I want to take a few moments because to best tell this story in a conversation that you would understand, I feel using the backdrop of these states united is appropriate. If you take the time to go back through the genesis of this country, it kind of articulates in some instances the story of Abraham. You have a group of people who left their native land for one reason or another. Christopher Columbus in 1492, he was just an exploratory drunk. That's what happens when you get too much liquor in you. I'm going to leave that alone for a second. I don't, I, don't, I don't advise drinking, but it might wake some of y'all up. Might go over there to the kitchen cabinet. It's over there under the, under the right counter where you don't want nobody to know. <laughs> right behind the peas and the grapes. It's over there. <laughs> Open the refrigerator to the left. Right there. There you go. <laughs> you had Christopher Columbus who allegedly discovered America. That's an allegedly because now we're having the debate about whether or not he could have discovered something that was already here. But then you move on in the late 1700s to the British colonies. 
that contained of some 2.5 million people who along the Atlantic coast, the Appalachian Mountains, was their destination spot where they defeated the France and the British government imposed taxes on them. All these different things that happened to lead to these people coming to another land. You look at the issues of those days, the Boston Tea Party, the Stamp Act of 1765, all these different wars and issues that befell or, or fell in front of these people, should I say, as they were just in their own way trying to pursue a new identity, a new place, if you will. This identity, this moving to a new land led to the 1776 event in Philadelphia where the Declaration of Independence was established. Led by General George Washington, the Revolutionary War was won. This led to the Articles of Confederation, the birth of this nation by which we live. Then the Constitution was written in 1787, the Bill of Rights in 91, all under then-President George Washington with his chief advisor, Alexander Hamilton. The expansion of new lands, the furthering of their territory happened with the purchase down in Louisiana. In 1803, then the final act of defeat came in 1812 when they solidified their freedom. And from there, it's been a rocky ride because now you have these British people who are coming over. They have gotten their identity, but now we have to go on to talk about others' identity. We move on down after the British and the new colonists were free from their tyranny. Now we get into the next piece of business. We got a free slavery. We got to abolish people who are being led under conditions by which they have not chosen. That led to the abolishment of slavery under then-President Abraham Lincoln. Before that, we had issues of separation between states. The Mason-Dixon line was created. The reason why Northern Baptists and Southern Baptists couldn't get along was for simple reason of who could have slaves and who couldn't. That's where the first Official church split, if you will, happen. It was over slavery. How you doing, Southern Baptist? It's nice to see you. And all of these things, when you look at the history of this country, is built on people trying to move beyond their situations. From the freeing of slaves, you go on to women. 
being tired of just being barefoot in the kitchen, having everybody's babies. You know you're tired. You wish a man would come and try to get you knocked up again, uh-huh. Uh, y'all quiet on me because y'all don't want me to know. Y'all don't want nobody to know. I understand. Uh-huh. They struggle, women, to get rights, to get the ability to speak, to be heard. Before the women's suffrage movement, women were to be seen and not heard. They had no identity. They couldn't even vote. They couldn't own property. Some of you own houses now. You couldn't own that a hundred and some odd years ago. They would have forced you to go live with your your husband's next relative. He had to take care of you because you weren't allowed to take care of yourself. Going beyond. Move out from where you are has been a struggle. You come from there and you go on down to civil rights. The blacks are free, but they still had the Jim Crow laws. You had other ethnicities that were brought in, and even though they did not fall under the same struggles as the African-American people, they had their own problems. They fell to their own crises. But all they were trying to do was moved beyond their struggle. Civil rights led to not only the abolishing of politicalized racism, but it led to the abolishing of economic racism. Now you can own houses, you can work in various jobs. You can do what you choose to do. You can go where you choose to go. You have the opportunities to be somebody great. But before we get there, we have to go back just a little bit to the 1920s when most folks don't want to tell you this because it's hard for them to swallow. But I was reading a, an article one day about a, uh, a gentleman who is the grandfather. I don't got time to deal with the lineage because it confused me. But he had studied the Great Depression of the 1930s. It started in the 20s, and then it culminated in 29, the Great Depression. And the one thing that they don't tell you about the Great Depression, that the majority of the reason why the markets crashed in 1929 was because they burned down the black man's businesses in 1922. And by burning down the black man's Wall Street, They created a ripple effect that ended up burning them. And that's how, in many cases, we ended up in the first Great Depression. 
I want to tell you that. For those of you who feel that if you try, they're just going to kill you. Well, look at the bright side. Somebody need to tell somebody, you can't kill me without killing yourself. I'm going to say that again just in case the sweet folks didn't hear me. They can't kill you without killing themselves. That's true. Yeah, I'll come around. Very true. They're going to find it out, too. Yeah. And so when we understand, yeah. as we go back briefly to our text, I don't care who it is, I'm not pushing. I'm talking about anybody at this point. The text said, when you go, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. That is motivation for me to know that there's absolutely nothing on planet Earth that I cannot do. I'm going to say that again for those of you who don't realize how crazy I am. There is absolutely nothing on planet Earth that I cannot do. I remember one day I was in church. Uh-huh, somebody got happy. I think it was my, I think it was my piano player that just got a 20-year gig. <laughs> Bless us, Jesus. Okay. I was in church one day, and we had uh, just moved in. We was over there, a little matchbox over there on uh, 35th, right there at Collie. We was moving in, and we were setting up the pulpit area. And uh, those of you who've been down to church, you know about church pews. Them things is heavy. And uh, one of them was slated to go into the choir stand. And so I surveyed the pew, looked at it, and my dear, I ain't going to name no names because it's not fair. That and the fact that she can't defend herself. I don't like having arguments with dead folk. That's no fun. You will fight with somebody. Fight with somebody can fight back. But she told me, she said, boy, you can't do that. And I looked up at her without even blinking eyes. I said, who said I couldn't? She said, you need some help. Who said I need some help? And I bent down and I grabbed that pew and grabbed one side of it. And I wobbled till I got that thing in that choir stand by myself. And that reminded me. As I came down and she said, your great-granny was right. I said, what are you talking about? She said, your great-granny said, you're going to do it or you're going to die trying. Well, maybe somewhere deep down in my subconscious, I realized that there was nothing I could not do. And somewhere, I will talk about myself, somewhere between those faithful young days, I lost that identity. 
I'd admit it. Somewhere I started to question myself. Somewhere I started to doubt my abilities. It was almost like Samson, the secrets had been revealed. My hair had proverbially been cut. And my confidence started to weaken me. But then I came by a little church called First Virtual around about Easter last year. And slowly but surely, the hair started growing back. Until I can sit here and tell you, there is nothing this crazy old black man cannot do. And I have come to the conclusion when you look at our brother Abraham, when you look at the people who have fought in various seasons of this great democracy, they all had the same tenacity, the same mindset, the same goal, if you will. The old black man would say in the words of Esther, if I perish, All they can do is kill you. I remember as a young boy, I would have different things, and grandmama would tell me, go ask them. All they can tell you is no. And then I met a young man in college. He said, don't let nobody tell you no, they can't. I never understood that. I was in the room, and I was having a discussion. I went, and the secretary told me no. And I walked out and walked down the street and got defeated. And he said, how are you going to let a secretary? She ain't got no degree. How are you going to let a secretary tell you what you can and cannot do? And I turned back around, and I went back in that room, and I left the note for that secretary. And that secretary said, didn't I tell you no? I said, well, if you just give it to him, maybe he'll say. I said no. So I sat down there, and I went outside, and I sat in the cold by the door. He was going to come out there sometime. He sure was. And when he came out that door, I won't that long. I don't know where they got it from. It's not even really in the Bible. But the old folk used to say, if you take one step, God will take two. So I just took the step and waited outside the door, and the two steps of him came walking out right after me. And eventually, I got what I went in there for. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that a lot of our struggles, a lot of our problems is stemmed from one reality. Somebody said what we could and could not do. That's the enemy's strategy. You know, he only got one playbook. I've never seen a man that can operate for centuries off of one playbook. 
He ain't got to change because the playbook still works. No matter who or what time, the playbook still works. Divide and conquer. There's a reason why the scripture says he will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind Because the playing field, the main strategy in his playbook, the main piece, the main bullet in his arsenal is one shot to the head. If I can get your mind, I can get your body. If I can get your body, I can get your job. If I can get your job, I can get your wallet. If I can get your wallet, I can get your house. If I can get your house, I can get your child. If I can get your child, I can get your husband. If I can get your husband, I can get you. It's the same strategy. It just starts in the mind. Somebody telling me, who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do? Who died and made you the queen and king of the universe? That's what you tell some of them folks. You ain't nobody. I remember somebody asked how did I sit down with councilwomen and mayors? How did I get audiences with them? I said, it's simple. I did what the Bible says. I asked. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. That's all I did. I asked. So I look. Y'all gonna be happy today. I'm almost finished. I look at all of our struggles. Whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're red, whether you're green, whether you come from the white house, the crack house, the black house, the aluminum siding house. The linoleum house, the all brick house, the half brick house, the pig house. We all got the same problem. In my formal conclusion, I said formal. I don't want you to think I was finished. I might lie to you. I wonder what would happen if the Bible was ever took literally. Oh, there's some people who take it literally as it pertains to how they fight and kill and destroy, but what if it was really taken literally? Can you imagine what would happen if somebody actually understood the earth and the laws and everything in it? And then just in case you didn't get that, David came back and said, the world and its inhabitants, just in case you won't clear. What would happen? It would be crazy if somebody could get a hold 
So I can do all things. What would happen? Then that same chapter, they just went up a few verses to say, don't worry about anything, but in everything. What would happen? They went over to the book of Psalms, went back over there and talked to Brother David. He told him the Lord is a sun and a shield. God is favor and glory. The Lord doesn't withhold it. There ain't nothing he won't give you. What is? What is? Somebody went over there. I know you're sitting there. You got your wall to wall. You can't you can't operate now. You can't do nothing. Nobody knows. Trouble I trouble I see. Nobody knows my sorrow. And every time somebody tries to convince you to go do something, oh no, I work too hard for this little four by four. All my life I had to fight. I ain't doing nothing to risk this. God trying to give us a Cadillac. We holding on to a beat up Honda. That split seven times. You got to start 14 times, kick it and pray to the stars. And he's trying to give Cadillac. But you, no, I had to work hard for this Honda. It's just my hut. And I finally got a clean butt. I ain't giving it up. But what happened? If they took the scripture literally, the birds of the air, they don't worry about trees. They don't worry about clothes. They don't worry about nothing. Because they're heavenly father. What happens if we ever sought our kingdom purpose? Seek ye first the kingdom. And all these things, what things? All the desires of your heart. He know you need a house. He know you need a car. He know you need money. What is? Now, I understand. It's a hard pill to swallow. I just came to you with something that you can't snap your fingers. But one day you'll be able to tell yourself, I cheated the dead man. Even the people in the graveyard still got some kick in them. Put somebody down there and go dig them up about two, three weeks. Next thing you know, they're going to have long fingernails and their hair still growing. Mm-hmm. Even the dead man got a little kick left. And one day, I got faith in 
One day you're going to be like that crazy old man. You're going to wake up and see things that you did not see. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man to see. That's in store for you. If you still breathe and you still got God does not waste time nor does he waste breath. If you still breathing, there's something left. It may be a little hard, but I was listening to Bill Gates and Grandma gonna pray. I'm done here. I was listening to him. He was singing an old song that kind of spoke to me. When you, you get into your little situation, go look it up on the YouTube. You don't know where it is. Grandma tell you. She know all about Gil Gaper. Bill said, in shady green pastures, so rich and so sweet, God leads. His dear children alone. Where the waters cool flow bathes the weary one's feet. God leads his dear children along. Some through the water. Every day is full of trouble. Some through the flood. Some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow. You're going to cry. I'm going to tell you that right now. But God gives a song. In the night season, and all the day long. Most gracious and all-wise Father, we just thank you, we love you, and we praise you, God. We thank you, O oh God, for this beautiful day that you have letting us see. And we thank you, God, for the word that we have heard this morning. God, we're asking you to help us to believe what your word said. As we read your word, help us to receive your word, God. And God, help us to walk in your word. Help us to realize, God, that you are with us wherever we go. Help us to realize, God, that you are the author and the finish of our salvation. Nothing is impossible with you. And we thank you, O oh God, for this word this morning. And help us to be encouraged. Help us to stand tall. Help us to realize, God, with you there is nothing impossible. And, O oh God, help us to put you first. Help us to seek ye. You said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all things will be added. Help us to believe these words, God. Help us to trust you. Help us to obey you. Oh, God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for the word that we have heard. We thank you for this word, God, and let it sink deep down in our souls that we know that you are with us in every situation. Fear not, be not dismayed, for God is with us. God will take us through whatever we have to go through, and we can believe it and trust you. We just thank you this morning. Bless this listening audience this morning, God. Keep us all encouraging. Keep us, oh God, lifting our eyes to the hills for whence cometh our health and strength. 
Keep us, O oh merciful Father, because, God, we can't keep ourselves, but we're asking you to keep us this morning. Keep us, O oh God, and as we walk, God, we will be them shining lights in this dark world that others might see you, God, and come running. What can they do to be saved? Oh, merciful Father, we thank you for this great opportunity that you have given to us. God, some of us might at this time and age can't get about to do what others, is, the young, is doing. But, God, we can pray. Help us to always pray, morning, noon, and night, all through the night. Help us to pray. Help us to tell and talk to you and let you do the work. Oh, merciful Father, we just thank you this morning. Bless every listening audience. Bless every family, God. Help us, oh God, to let others see. Teach our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. Help us to tell them how sweet you are. Oh, God, we just thank you for this great opportunity. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, help us to, oh, God, to just talk about you, praise you in the midst of the situation. Help us to know, God, that you are there for us. You are there for them, too. We just thank you, God. Oh, merciful Father, help us, oh, God, to preach your word, speak your word, walk in your word, and talk your word, God, that others may know. Oh, God, it's no, God, help us, Lord. We just thank you this morning. Thank you for this great opportunity you have given us. And we praise you, we love you, and we magnify your holy and righteous name. Help us to rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Thank you, oh, God, for bringing us to this day and time. And we say thank you. We love you, we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. 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 All right, I got my umbrella to get back out in the rain. Y'all have a blessed day. <laughs> All right. You too. You too. Bless you. Hey, All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bless the Lord. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.